welcome. You're listening to Season 2 of But Seriously, What is Engineering? A podcast series from the University of Queensland where we explore all corners of engineering. We'll be covering a range of specialisations and exciting engineering careers through our special guests with an aim to open your eyes to just one more part of the wide world of engineering by the time this episode is finished. Spoiler alert, it's not just about bridges and buildings. This episode is hosted by two of the University of Queensland's Women in Engineering student leaders. My name is Kathleen and I'm a fourth year Bachelor of Engineering integrated with a Masters of Engineering specialising in Chemical Engineering student. My name's Jess and I am a fifth year and final semester Software Engineering student. This episode is a perfect example of how engineering can bring about a freedom in your career that you didn't know possible. The freedom to choose from an endless list of disciplines and roles and the freedom to pivot your career outside your specialisation in a direction you had never considered previously. Today we are joined by Claire Levrencic as we talk about the unique freedom of engineering and the endless opportunities within engineering. Claire graduated with a degree in mechanical engineering, biomedical. After graduation, she was able to secure a spot in the Rio Tinto graduate program in the major projects project management office, working on multi-million and billion dollar projects building new mines in Queensland and New South Wales. Claire has worked hard to cultivate a reputation of tenacity and ability to grow, leading her to opportunities in the innovation and R&D space in Rio Tinto. Welcome to the podcast, Claire. Thanks for having me. Claire, we have a lot of high school students, particularly females, that tune into our podcast when deciding what they would like to do when they graduate. Can you tell us a little bit about how you were feeling when you were in high school, deciding what you wanted to study and what career path was best for you? What drew you to study engineering? I think the biggest thing I remember is that I really wanted to work at how could I make an impact on the world? And some of the other things or the other careers that I considered were teaching and medicine. And I was thinking about how could I do a degree that would give me as many opportunities as possible. When I was a lot younger, I had actually quite seriously considered a career in ballet and I had decided not to do ballet full time in high school. And so I was aware that life's paths can you know, close, that you can shut a door on things. And so I was thinking about how engineering could really open so many doors for me. And also I wanted a really big life. I wanted to be able to travel. I wanted to change the world. And I knew that engineering would give me those opportunities. In the end, although my dad is an engineer and my granddad, it was actually a teacher at school, Mrs. Lane, who said the one thing that made me feel comfortable in putting engineering as my first preference. She knew that there was these three different careers that I was considering. And she told me, start with engineering. Do engineering because it'll be a really good basis and that you can go anywhere from there. If you get to the end of engineering and you still want to be a teacher, it's a master's. If you still want to be a doctor, you can go do that postgrad. But engineering will be such a good start. And I think she knew deep down that in the end I would fall in love with engineering and I wouldn't do anything else. But she phrased it in such a way that I knew at such a young age, because you're making the decision when you're so young, that I still had lots of opportunities. And what I th don't think I realised was actually within engineering, there are so many opportunities as well. And so um, her talk to me really settled me in that decision and helped me decide um, at such a young age. 
So Claire, how did you find the process of applying for grad roles as well? Did you have any advice for students that might be listening um, for when they apply for their own grad roles? I applied for every biomed, mining and consulting company that I could think of. And I think it is somewhat a numbers game. You have to be prepared to apply for everything that you would be willing to take, not just the ones that you really want. In the end, I was only offered one role that I can remember, um, and that was with Rio Tinto. And it was the right fit for me because I'm still here 10 years later. On occasion, I have been one of the people that have reviewed CVs when they've come in for Rio Tinto. And the types of things that I look for are, yes, your degree as an initial hurdle, but then after that, I'm looking for, do you have a part-time job? Do you do extracurriculars? Are you showing that your values align with the company's values? We're really trying to look beyond your degree at how well you work in teams, how well you communicate. We were talking about that earlier. We want well-rounded individuals to come and contribute to the culture at our company. That's some great advice, Claire. I think we can all take that on the board and apply that to our own resumes um, as well. And I think Jess and I can both vouch that extracurricular at UQ has been a massive part of our degrees and we're very thankful for that and enjoyed every aspect of that as well. You were part of multi-million and billion dollar projects building new mines in Queensland and New South Wales. What was it like being given such a huge responsibility so early on in your career? I would say that in hindsight, I had really good managers who gave me the feeling of responsibility while making sure that they took all the care possible to make sure I was making the best decisions for the situation. But from my point of view, I was just amazed that I was being treated like an adult, that I was allowed to make recommendations that would actually be taken on and put into place and I could see how they were adding value and making a difference and making things safer for the way we work. And so it was really gratifying to know that all those years of study when I just did not want to look at another thermodynamics question or study another control system, that it was for this. It was so that I could see a problem from all its different sides and make informed predictions and recommendations. And that's the advantage of being an engineer, is that you don't have to make decisions on experience alone, that you can use the experience of those that came before you, that the maths and the logic that you learn at university helps you work out what is most likely to happen. And if you understand what others before you have done well, then you can use that to your advantage. So as you become a more experienced engineer, you can see how you can apply your problem solving skills in maths areas. You end up applying them to all sorts of business problems. Um, and that's why a career in engineering is so exciting. So Claire, you mentioned earlier about how important being involved in extracurricular activities while you're at uni is for um, future employment. How does that apply when you're actually in the industry or what does that look like? Yeah, it's a really good question. So when I first started working, I moved interstate. I moved from Sydney up to Queensland and I really gave myself a break. I was flying in and out of central Queensland every week and I just decided, okay, I'm gonna focus just on work. But after about three years, I started thinking, no, it's time I, I wanna give back to the industry um, and, and the engineering profession. So I've done a number of things. I was part of Young Engineers Australia. I started the Young Mining Professionals Brisbane chapter 
And more recently, I've got quite involved with the UQ Women in Engineering, and it's been really fun going to schools and explaining uh, what an engineering career looks like, being a part of shaping the programs that women in engineering are delivering here in Queensland. And I just love seeing the difference it makes. And the things that you do outside of your day job, they do end up influencing and improving who you are as an engineer. I'd also add I have two children and the time that I took to spend with them, they changed who I was as an engineer. And I think it's the same when you do things like women in engineering and you meet these young women as a mentee. It changes how you are as a leader in your organisation and it improves how you are as an engineer. So I've really enjoyed being a part of it and I'm really glad that Rio Tinto are sponsors of this program. Yeah, I think it's excellent and it's great to get your perspective as well. I know as women in engineering leaders, that's a question I often ask myself is how can I take this further? How can I be involved once I leave uni and am in industry? So it's really nice to hear your perspective. Thank you so much for joining us today, Claire. And don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast to stay up to date with our current episodes as they are released for season two. Thank you for listening.